Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September 21st, 2014. I don't know how many people noticed, but they had uh, another one of their big global meetings on the possibilities of geoengineering a few weeks ago there. And uh, they said that if every country signs on to this, if they were ever going to do it, that is, of course, it's, it's such nonsense because they've been doing it for years. But if, if every country signed on to this, uh, then they, they couldn't just stop. They have to understand that they couldn't simply stop because if they stopped, it would cause climatic chaos, extreme weather conditions. It's so comical in the sense because we've been getting the extreme weather conditions since it started to spray heavily and pretty well daily since 1998. And they're on about global warming again, you see. Because true, the whole jet stream was under such micro-scientific management of the weather today. It's pretty well uh, routine management of the weather with the jet stream is being modified and, and altering the, the patterns of, of winds and so on. It, it, they can actually make a straight line up and down the U.S., north to south, right through Canada, and give everybody on the east nothing but pouring weather for a whole year, pretty well, to the present time. Since the snow uh, stopped, it started raining, and it's rained ever since in Canada. Very Only a handful of days of sun. Uh, at all, literally, and that's no exaggeration. Uh, there was no summer at all. Still raining yet, of course. And as they prattle on about global warming, we've had uh, a few degrees below the freezing mark just on Thursday night there. This is September, folks. And these are, this is the effect of, of uh, geoengineering, you see. And yet everything east or west, I should say, of this line up through the, the northern America, uh, anything uh, west of it is getting baked, basically, especially in California. Because they've so manipulated all the winds that come down and the jet streams and so on. That always disclosed, mind you, way back in the 90s, they could do that if they ever wanted to, to manipulate jet streams by the use of harp technology and by the use, of course, by, by aerial spraying of particulate matter which they've been doing so heavily. So we're under massive scientific control, and uh, it's really having its effects, naturally. And along with uh, what the public are told, which is pretty well that they're causing all of this, nothing to do with spraying. They don't mention the spraying in the skies, the chem spraying, uh, even though it should be obvious to everybody if they'd only use their own eyes and go by their own observations as opposed to waiting for the media to tell them what's important and what isn't important. And unfortunately, most folk do allow the, the media to do their reasoning for them today. It's, it's very true. And so they're all hyped up about coming catastrophes because you understand that the, the group that dominates the world financially and have for a long time and it's so, it's, it's so well organized with, with its thousands of non-governmental organizations with its multi-dozens of uh, foundations where they funnel the money to these NGO organizations, non-government organizations. It's just astonishing uh, how organized they are. But they control the media too. And um, they give us a reality on every topic. Every topic. 
and they tell us what our conclusions should be, which is generally be very, very afraid until the next meeting comes along and they pass laws and they get what they want. Then they push on for the next step. Because you understand, to have complete dominance, if you give all the right to geoengineer, as they call it, total weather manipulation worldwide, if you, if you voluntarily give them the right, even though they've been doing it without your permission for years, if you give it to them, then that's a legal precedence, you see. You've acquiesced to it, and uh, they can do what they want. Then imagine one global authority, one global authority. I mean, all everything through globaliz- globalization is to get one authority that controls all your food, one authority that'll control all your your medications, one authority for everything, water, etc. Uh, this is what it's meant to be. You know, all these ones belong to one organization. So really, one organization will rule the world. Everything you need to survive on this planet will be owned, and, and pretty well it's there actually, by one organization with its front mouthpieces like the United Nations, World Health Organization, that speaks for Big Pharma and so on, etc., etc. But the power to control the weather and, and spray you, and you must then accept too the side effects of it all, which are killing folk off already with bronchial problems which cannot be cleared up. And depending on your gene type, it'll hit you worse than some others initially. You'll all come down with it eventually, though. Because the stuff they're pouring into the atmosphere and have been since 98, continuously the sulfurs with aluminum oxides and so on, barium and various other things, shouldn't be in the atmosphere. Certainly, certainly not in the concentrations which they now are. So you have to accept if you if you go if you go along with this because you're petrified by it all, then you have to accept the consequences and the side effects and the fallout from it, which is death and illnesses, etc. So the big boys will achieve so many goals by this by depopulation, uh, for one thing. It'll also increase the, the death rate and infant mortality, elderly mortality through uh, the poisoning of their systems. It's beautiful in so many ways, isn't it? From a carb point of view. But this is what we're living through because you understand you're always given false choices. When there's a con going on, this is a very old scheme, this conology, this term I conned a long time ago, conology. In the art of chronology, the idea is to get the people to either buy something or do something that benefits you, who who comes up with the idea of using them for, for your own benefits, you see. Psychopathic, that's what it is. And um, I think personally the world's always been ruled by psychopaths. That's my opinion. And... Um, it's not just my opinion, actually. It's becoming a standardized opinion through many universities, that which have a lot of psychopathic professors working there doing sweet damn doll for big paychecks and lots of status. But the fact is they're now trying to say that human, human society would be stagnant, arrested, if you didn't have the psychopathic qualities, which make big changes through their aberrant actions on things, big changes which affect all of us. And I used to wonder when I was small, mind you, why you had people who went around slaughtering people across the world and plundering 
like Alexander, was called the Great. Alexander the Great, you see. And they'd say, well, he did all that. Yeah, he did all that. But, but at the same time, too, he tried to unify them all under one system, an empire. Like, that's a good thing, you see. So, And a psychopath has a, a technique. He'll always justify what he does. And those who, who are psychopathic and who laud that kind of thing only respect someone more psychopathic and powerful than themselves. Look at any dictator. And around them, you have an undescending order. You have all the top ones, all the generals going down the, the, the road to, to the lower level psychopaths. Everyone hates the one beneath them because they're inferior, but they, they bow and kowtow to the one above them. Power and might, you see. That's, that seems to be it. So we are living in a psychopathic system which uses conology, and they can only con you by understanding human nature. And I've said so many times uh, that there's nothing in this planet being studied as much as humans and human nature. The reason they use bugs and, and animals and so on to constantly test over and over and over again for they're trying to find similar primitive traits. You see, if you can find the similar primitive traits that work on everything, for instance, everything must eat. Uh, Pretty well, everything must breathe. You see, Uh, things like that. And then you go into the behavior that goes along with with basic drives and needs, you see. And if you can can collect them all and, and experiment over and over and over again, then they'll also work with man, you see. And they do, unfortunately. You are understand, understood so perfectly well. All they have to do with the NSA and all the other organizations are listening to everything that you do and reading everything that you write in text is to figure out your personality profile and put you in the, in the appropriate uh, category of, de- of designation for your personality profile. You're a type blah, blah, blah. You fit into this pigeon box. You see this pigeonhole, and you are another type, you fit into that pigeonhole. And that's all they have to do. And they know exactly what drives you, what motivates you, uh, what will make you act on certain things, which will make you uh, sit back on certain things, leave it to others. Uh, you're completely understood. Right down to given, and I've mentioned this before, and I read it from an article that came from the Pentagon, where they had a whole system of computers set up, where they had everybody in North America in it, and probably a good part of the world too, that information up on the internet of any kind at all, including all their messages and, and phone calls, and analyzed them. And they put, had virtual us. For you, there's a virtual you in the Pentagon, uh, with all the, the data fed into it. And they can, they can actually run uh, simulated mock trials on, on, on experiments with your virtual you. Uh, to see how it would come out, you see. And they're pretty well certain that how the virtual you will decide to deal, how it deal with certain problems in the virtual world will also work in the real world. It's so precise. You understand, everything that happens in the world today is to do about control and dominance. Control, very old plan, mind you. So many names done through time. But it's a very old plan, and I've put up uh, the Soviet story and different things in the past to show you uh, little clips 
like George Bernard Shaw, co-founder of the Fabian Society in Britain, who pushed what was called they called socialism. But you understand, for the elite, socialism is not what the little followers at the bottom believe. It's nothing to do with resharing wealth with all of you, um, or getting you back benefits for all the taxes you pay. It's about the right for an elite very much like the Soviet communistic style, uh, an intellectual elite uh, would run uh, everything from cradle to grave, basically, for every individual. And that's pretty well coming here now. It's been instituted uh, in in some countries already, the monitoring of children all through childhood uh, by government uh, provided uh, so-called experts or guardians they come into their homes and test them on different things. Scotland's one, and it's called GIRFEC. G-I-R-F-E-C. GIRFEC. The public have pretty well no choice in the matter. Uh, that some other countries have different names for the same program. To make sure they can modify that child's thinking if they start thinking for themselves and become politically incorrect by saying what they see. Uh, This is how advanced everything is today. And I noticed too that um, next week they have the big meeting, uh, again a a, a pre-meeting you might say, uh, for uh, the global warming groups of course, and the uh, the United Nations bunch, Uh, I think it's in New York again. And uh, so this week they set up all the big NGO groups led by actors and musicians, all the usual crews. You understand when you get into music or, or, or you're an actor, you're approached by these organizations immediately to be spokespersons for them. And, um, and the, you get a lot of benefits and, and fans will join you. And that's, so the, they get a lot of side benefits from doing this and being... Uh, you know, giving photo ops for these groups and so on. Uh, but um, they're having marches through London, for instance, right now uh, to try and get media attention to get them all warmed up. And they're going to do the same in the States as well, in different places, get them all warmed up and the public prepared for all the declarations that this, uh, that the, inter- the IPPC, uh, or IPCC, as you call it, um, uh, will come out with, of course, to do with climate change and the need for uh, everything to change in the world. Give up all your rights. Uh, You can't hate yourself by any means except those authorized by the state, the world state, and all the rest of it. Or you can't live in that house anymore because it's it's letting too much heat escape. And this is all to come out of this organization, you understand. One authority will run the world and how you live. I mean that. And I really mean that. I completely, yeah, yeah. The choices are disappearing from you very, very quickly. Choices that you've taken for granted is, is this everyday living. I've been taken from you so fast. So fast. And it's so funny, too, with all these, these so-called greeny organizations, as I say, with their film stars at the top and so on. Uh, what's a film? Why not a plumber? A plumber is more necessary to society than any media-created a little person that goes to the toilet the same as you and I do and does the same things in the toilet as you and I do. Uh, they're made into something that they're not, which is special, because all they do is a job, right? 
And their job is to impersonate other people and go into the world of fiction. But could you do without them? Well, yeah, actually, you could. Could you do without your plumber? Well, think about it. But this is what they do. They use these folk because we follow the stars. We're trained to follow stars, you see. And if this person said it, who's an actor, who acts fictional parts all the time, you only start trusting them when they say something because you think it's really them talking. You don't even know who they are, really, do you? You have, you have no idea behind all the, the PR that the media puts out about them. They're no specialists on anything. They're official mouthpieces. But anyway, uh, they're driving about in their greeny cars for photo ops and stuff like that. Cars that you can't afford, by the way. And they prattle on about, oh, it's so clean and blah, 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 to drive and, and pollution-free. Well, what's charged in electric batteries there, folks? Nuclear power is doing it. How much power does it take? To charge those big darn batteries Think about it well, Something you can't afford to do either And do you think they're going to stop driving themselves When it goes out of sight And get so many laws passed That only, only the big shots and essential vehicles Only are to be on the road like Agenda 21 says hmm? Of course they're, they're not, they're not going to suffer They make sure of that before they become mouthpieces for their bosses, and they have bosses, folks, way above. The CEOs of big corporations have the bosses too. Oh, yeah. Way above them. So do the politicians and prime ministers and presidents. Do you really think that idiots are running the world? Do you really think so? That's what they want you to believe. Really want you to believe that? How come the same the same agendas have gone on and rolled on with umpteen changes of parliament or Congress? The same agendas go forth and magnify and get worse and worse and worse. It doesn't matter who gets in. It's all a sham. It's all a show. And I've gone through so much of this in the past to do with the setting up of the system and how Professor Quigley, who was the official historian of the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a Royal Institute for International Affairs, private group that was the new name for the Alfred Lord Alfred Milner Group, Cecil Rhodes Society, that planned World Dominion to be run by a rich intelligentsia to take over all aspects of society and living, and everything else, by deception. And how, and quickly said, that there hadn't been a president or prime minister for about 60 years, he said. They hadn't been a member of this organization. They're chosen beforehand, you see, before their names are put forth for you to, to, to pretend to elect. And that's why none of them uh, rock the boats. They will not buck the system. They wouldn't dare. If they did, they'd have they'd be Kennedied. Yeah. But that's how the world really is, folks. And uh, unfortunately, people get caught up in the mainstream hype of falling wars and stuff. And I warned years ago uh, that taking the example of George Orwell's 1984 who hit the nail on the head, 
when he, he gets the little heroes, you know, being asked, who are we fighting today? East Asia, West Asia, who? Because they keep changing their target sites or giving you new names, you know, if you get it wrong. Well, it's like saying we're fighting Al-Qaeda. Oh, no, we're fighting ISIS now. Or, and sometimes say, oh, ISIL now, you see. These are all terms coined by the, the Western intelligence agencies that the media then uses. That's not what the people over in those countries call themselves. It's still the same organization that was set up years ago by the U.S., Britain, and so on. Uh, they were set up to fight the Russians when the Russians invaded Afghanistan. Al-Qaeda, or Al-Qaeda, was the actual organized... It was just the, the, the call sign that they put into when they all made contact through radio. That was That's what it meant. So for years we've been living many lies, many lies, folks. The so-called progress, which is just the great work, the big plan, you see, of the big secret society that runs the world, has been unfolding perfectly well, including all cultural changes which they've implemented since uh, the end of World War II. They really ramped it up through the 50s and the 60s. The techniques were perfected. And it's been on a roll ever since with all of the same agendas as, as the communists wrote down, actually, in the manifesto. Amazing, isn't it? It's all, it's all pretty well been accomplished, the big ten planks. And you find, if you simply look at things and compare them uh, to do with uh, uh, the world state owning all the means of production, well, what is the world state? You have the Bank for International Settlements set up by the Royal Institute for International Affairs and Milner Group before that. The IMF, same thing, private again, owned by them. All these organizations you take for granted because you think they're, they've got official-sounding names, like somebody must have voted them in at one time. No, we didn't. Nobody voted them in. Any more than the folk voted in having a central bank. A central privatized bank. You accept things because they simply exist when you're born, and your parents already had accepted it. They never questioned it. They never thought about it. It's always astonishing me how many folk just don't think about things because they exist, they must be normal. That really is astonishing, isn't it? It should be. I remember explaining to a relative once when he was talking about his periods coming through, and I said, well, how is that going to really help you, I said, because inflation is way above that. Technically, we're going backwards. In fact, they've admitted over the years that wages have pretty well not just stagnated since the 80s. We've gone backwards. They've dropped. Real wealth has dropped. And they constantly inflate the money, which is built into the con system of money, backed by nothing. It's built into it. Inflation, that's why inflation must always occur. Because it's a con game. Go into how money is created. It's a con game. It creates the inflation. It creates the devaluation of the currency every year. So if you get a little pay raise or not, you're not even keeping up with, with the devaluation of the currency, which can actually buy in real terms, real buying power, purchasing power. You're going backwards. But we're like little animals. And this is, I've watched some experiments I've done with animals 
that there's different things up on, on, on YouTube and elsewhere, and from university sites, to do with how animals will accept tokens instead of giving them fruit, for instance, some little monkeys, things like that. Because a token is just money, you see. It's a substitute for something real. We live in fictions, and fictions dominate our lives, including the tokens they give us called money. And you'll think you're rich, you see. You'll think you're rich if uh, you get more numbers. Just a numbers racket, you see. And so you'll say, well, you know, the guy in 1920 was only getting 10 of these things, and I've got, I'm, I'm getting hundreds of these things a week. But you see, the guy back in 1910 or 1920 uh, could buy a house, you know, for a couple of thousand dollars. And he could still live well on that 10 bucks a week. And he could even put a child in his school or college. And his wife wasn't out working. Something's wrong here. Huh? Something's awfully wrong. Folk don't think at all. And so eventually you end up with currencies that are like the lira, the peso. You spend about 10 million to get a cup of coffee. And you think that's normal. And so when you end up with, with umpteen billion per week for your wages, you think, gee, I'm rich. But no, you can only maybe buy 20 cups of coffee. It's all a big joke, folks, to make you run as fast as you can. Because the big boys who own the world own the land and everything and all produce, you name it, they own it. That's the real wealth. That's why there's a state, a state, you see. There's real estate. Real estate is owning something outright. That's the titles, deeds, the whole lot. And no one can touch you on it. No one can grab your land off you, including governments. No one can take anything away from that. That is yours. Fee simple, used to call it. Where you have complete deeds and titles to everything. No one can boss you around on it or anything else. Not the nonsense we have today. Where you're a tenant of your own property. It's a fictional term, a tenant. And putting you down, even though you're forking the cash out, it's really a fiction when they put you down as tenant. A person who rents is a tenant. Look at your mortgage. And anyway, we live in all these fictions, and that's how the world exists today. It's fictions, including what you take for reality and what you take for granted. It's a fiction, absolute fiction. So much of a fiction that most folks spend their lives living in fiction today. They, they soak it up and eat it up. They don't study what they're watching to see why it's there and how it's done and so on and how it affects people. They, they, they enjoy it. They fall into the trap of actually putting down their guard and enjoying it. And the fiction today is so perverse. It pushes all the, like last week I mentioned, uh, the rise of the warrior cop, great book to buy. But you see, society has been conditioned into accepting warrior cops through all the rubbish they've watched for years and years and years with these uh, almost cyborg creatures that wear nothing but armor and then, like giants and so on. And uh, that's how they're being conditioned to accept this society, which they now take for granted with thousands and thousands of SWAT teams <laughs> dressing up like that. And raiding for profit, by the way, because a lot of these SWAT teams have froze, especially across the U.S., 
but other countries have followed suit. They copied it from the Soviet system, where the cops can then grab and seize property of someone when the claim is a wrongdoer. Claiming, that's all you need is a claim that they're a wrongdoer, and they can steal it from them, and then they can split the goods up, and that's profit to the organization themselves. When you create that kind of system, guess what? They're going to get more and more SWAT raids, and they, get, and they are getting more and more SWAT raids. It's a, it's a going concern. And then you've got the military-industrial complex coming in and, and selling them stuff, uh, Humvees, armoured Humvees and, and, and grenade launchers and, and M50 machine guns on the, on the mounts of armoured vehicles. This, this is a military, folks. And you've been trained through all your movies that somehow it's necessary because you, you lap up all this fiction. Masses of fiction. Which prepares you for the reality. You accept the realities that creeps in. This is the reality of having the fiction in real life. But you're trained with everything in the same by the same method. All the PC stuff. Don't have any opinion on anything that's politically incorrect. Because they'll come down you like a ton of bricks. It's not allowed. Those that push freedoms for everyone, and they always pick them and create fringe groups, by the way, are the most intolerant of all, of any outside opinion. They will not stand for it. They'll forbid it. It's all psychological warfare. Everything is psychological warfare. A big trick in chronology is to give you choices about things. Often things you'd never thought of before. And uh, they'll always present to you with a certain kind of urgency. It's no different. You'll find it all through marketing, because lots of psychopaths work in marketing, because they understand human nature, and that's why they go into it. They already have the psychopathic ability to understand certain patterns of human behavior. They, they do it instinctively as a psychopath. And they paid big money uh, by bigger big uh, companies to make folk want things they'd never thought of before. Or they buy things based on an emotion as opposed to, well, tell them about the product and why I should buy this product. Not a car in some uh, you know, computer-generated background in the middle of nowhere with nice green hills behind it on a single road with no traffic anywhere. I, I don't want the fantasy. I want, why should I buy this vehicle? You see? Why should I spend this amount of money on this? No ad comes out and tells you why I should buy anything except you get a big smile at the end of it from a, a female half-clad or whatever it happens to be. It's all done through simple, primitive chronology. And you're taken for literally a ride, but not in the car. So, we're given false choices too. Fear is the greatest thing to get people to buy things. Fear. And it was the same thing with the EU. If you didn't join the European Union, you see, when, when they did give, or the pretense of giving folk votes, and they kept voting no until they, and kept bringing the thing, same thing, but we want you to vote yes this time. They kept doing it over and over and over again. And, you see, um, if, you, if you don't join it, you'll be left behind. 
Fear, oh, you'll get, you'll be put in poverty. Look at the countries that joined it now. Look at the poverty they're in now. Now, before they were told about it, nobody, the average person never thought about Joyce. What's a European Union? You know, never thought, never occurred to them. If you're in France or somewhere, no, I'm, I'm you know, you're a Frenchman or you're British or whatever it happens to be. Uh, but su- suddenly you had to make a choice. Suddenly you had to join something you never heard of before. And if you didn't join it, you'd be left behind and, and you'd be poor. Like all trade would somehow pass you by or something. You know? This is a false choice. This or that. This or that. Same as voting for anything, actually. And uh, once, if you give permission for it, then you take the consequences like everything else. There's always a big hammer comes down after the, the false choice, you see. And... And they call it imperative choice, the imperative choice. The same thing with global warming. If you don't go along with this and sign all your rights away, you're all going to die quickly, horribly. Yeah. And then the big hammer will come down after then. Oh, by the way, you can't breed anymore because, you know, you just don't, you just, you don't have what it takes to get into the category that's allowed to breed and have children for the you know, superior intelligences and so on. You think I'm kidding? George Bernard Shaw, as I mentioned earlier, was on that Soviet story. There's a clip there from an old reel he did, and you'll you'll hear him and see him saying you'll have to come to us when we're in charge. This this the real meaning of the elite's meaning of socialism. You have to come to us and tell us why we should let you live. And you think it's just for the working people? Oh goodness! Oh. But fear is the greatest motivator of all for you to lose all common sense and reason. That's why the big boys use it. That's why the World Health Organization uses it. Folk have forgotten that we're all supposed to have AIDS by now and most of us should have been dead. The whole population. And that was what they said back in back in the early 80s. Yep. Which all have been dead just by now. All the different flus they came up with, because because they, they want you to take all the big pharma products, you know, this stuff that modifies and kills you off earlier with cancers, but they want you to take and it's awful lucrative for them because they get governments now to buy all this stuff. Your tax money buys it. You're buying your own your own your, your own poisons here. It's beautiful, isn't it? Then the government will, will try and order you to take it. You see? And all kinds of chronology is used to make you think it's actually law. Why do they have to use such lies? To, to, to do? It's because, you see, they cannot be honest about what, what it will do to you. If they get you to legally sign for it, well, then it's on your own head. It's, their conscience then is clear. It's beautiful, it's this technique, isn't it? Beautiful. But fear is the greatest method. And remember, uh, umpteen times we've had all these big flu scares and and then okay, all the different flus are coming out, blah, 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 and H1N1, oh, it's going to kill everybody too. And and, and we, it's only a couple of years ago, folks, and, and folk have forgotten all the incredible daily hype and terror getting thrown at them and, and everybody's running off for flu shots. 
even though the flu shots they keep telling you uh, after they've given them a few months later, they say they were ineffective and it's the wrong ones they chose for the combination of shots. It was the wrong type of, kind of flu that really came in, they, they tell you. And and then and then they showed you, remember, all the folk buying the Tamil flu, all these different things that supposedly might, um, might, might, might there's whole, whole truckloads of stuff getting bought by civilians across Britain and and. And, and folk were spending their life savings on that, hoping to get enough in that if they got the darn thing, they could save their families. And then the next year they told you, after testing this stuff uh, on the virus, it was completely ineffective. No one said con. Who profited here? Huh? Who profited with all this? I'll tell you another thing too. Uh, all alternate media is, is on the, uh, not all of them, but some of the big boys that sell all different products, the alternate health and so they make a, a heyday with all this as well. Because I mean, they were all into that. You, I can remember even the Y2K thing. They were selling generators at 10 times the price, some of these stations that call themselves Patriots and so on. We could buy the same thing at your local hardware store for a fraction of the price. But no, no, they, they hype, get hype and hype and hype. Buy now, Y2K was going to be the end of the world. Buy all these supplies, buy all these rations, buy, 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 buy. Business. The Patriot system, an alternate Patriot, is a business. The Patriot business. Unfortunately, folks, it is. Big business. And big money is made. Big money. With all kinds of products that are rehashed old products with new names. Big, 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 big money. Because fear sells. And the promotion of fear is fantastic. Some folk don't know they're listening to an hour's advertising or two hours advertising. They think it's just the news they're getting. Then some guy will come on uh, with some doctor's title or whatever, and, and, and he'll give you the more terrible stories. Uh, and you think you're listening to a, a conversation and so on. And you're actually listening to an ad to terrify you to buy this product. Buy all these products that might save you. Never, ever buy anything when you're fear-driven. You can't think logically and rationally when you're acting under fear. Can't do it, folks. False choices, eh? False choices. You see, choices you never thought. Look at Scotland, dear. What a joke. Cameron goes forward and gives them the, the referendum. Scotland has been demolished financially for many, many years. Many years. Way back in the, in the, the end of World War II, now it had been decided by London to deindustrialize the country. The Royal Institute for International Affairs, CFR, had meetings in the 60s to do with uh, the future of Britain. And with Scotland, they said they would turn it into a tourist industry. There's all kinds of jokes that we'd be sitting at the sides of the roads, like, like American Indians selling beads to, to tourists. Yet that's what it's been turned into. You understand, when the big organizations that really run media, everything, the banking system, you name it, it's all owned by one group. 
when they come to these big meetings and declare things and, and give you their plans, they mean what they say. They have never, ever deviated from their plans. Never, in centuries. And so they give a country they've demolished financially, they've deindustrialized, and Scotland had big industries at one time, big industries at one time. It's up to his size and debt. It's flooded with immigration too. And the folk have, are, are simply despondent. So they give them this, this false choice. Stay with Britain or go independent. Now Britain already has signed every one of them on and Salmon's all for it too. The EU, they're already under the EU parliament, the super parliament. So what kind of freedom is that to wake up under, under the, new, the, the new master? Huh? They're already under it. The only difference it would be is that the EU and Rompuy and the rest of them would get what the Remember Rompuy said, and I read it on the air, on the radio, a radio show, and I said that, uh, oh, uh, he, he, he said that uh, it was the end of the nation state. He says nation states were obsolete. Who came up with the EU idea, with the NAFTA, American Union idea, Royal Chief for International Affairs, a long, long time ago, actually before you were, most of you were born. So here you have it, you know. Now, if Scotland had, to, if, if they decided to, to push it through and, and, and say, okay, again, they would say that they won, because everything is rigged in this day and age, but supposing they had done that, then uh, immediately the IMF would be in there running the country, just like Northern Ireland there, and, uh, and deciding all political policy, telling them even what advisors to put on board that are unelected. That's what they do when they come in, you see. And the Bank for International Settlements would be handling all the debts, etc. And the, the European Central Bank would be in there too. I mean, they'd have no rights of their own whatsoever, not that they have any right now. And it would achieve another goal by, again, giving opening up the, 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 the choices for Wales and, and even maybe Northern Ireland, who knows? Maybe even sections of England, because the EU wants, and Rompuy's made the speeches before, and I say the Royal Institute of International Affairs has said that their goal was a, a world where big, massive trading blocks, no countries, but trading blocks, three of them worldwide, would be run the world. The Far Eastern group, that's the China group, and all in Japan, all the rest of them all combined eventually, Australia, New Zealand, and lots of other countries, the European continent, and the American continent. And everything in Europe, and Europe's taken everything eventually, all those countries attached to that big landmass are all due part of the EU. That's the big idea. In a world where private corporations run us all, the new feudal overlords, as Carla Quigley said. And guess what is here, folks? They've been running you for quite a long time. Every government in the world brings on IBM when they've got any problems of any kind, and then come the big think tanks with them. IBM's think tanks are associated with all the other private foundation think tanks, and, and they dictate your policies, which is just old stuff they wrote up years ago, because they write up the world plans, you see. 
But nations, as we know them, have to just be obliterated. For peace and security, you understand. For the good of all, you understand. And eugenics and the power of the purse, which is a big part of it, will, will be completely in play. Completely in play. Even if you could breed and have children, and you're not going sterile, and you haven't been sterilized, can you afford them? Very old policy, that. The meetings in Britain back in the 20s, I've got old books from them, talking about the outcomes of it, where they said they would use that as, to, as a disincentive for the ordinary folk to have children. And they make it too expensive. Very simple. Make the rent so expensive, make mortgages so expensive, make clothes, everything, basics, food, everything, so expensive. And now you're in a stage, as I said, would come where all your spending money would go to basic necessities as food skyrockets on the global market. Not national markets, but global markets, you see. And all the private corporations take over what were once vital services, electricity, gas supplies, all the different things, and they're privatized. Suppose they make it cheaper. Every one of them is, is, is a liar because over many years have proven that the private companies don't take over these things except for massive profit. Common sense, eh? But they've got you by the short and curlies because everything you need is owned by the big multinational corporations. Everything you need to survive is owned by them. Big corporations, there's one French one, bought over lots of the land rights, uh, the water rights you see in Canada. They already own them. This, this now, when they say France, don't be, don't be misled by nations. It's like saying Britain owns, they may have an office situated in Britain, but the top shareholders probably don't even live in the country. <laughs> it's such a joke, you see. It's, it's very misleading, it's deliberately misleading. And under the new CETA rules, C-E-T-A, companies can then sue uh, your country if your country interferes with future profits of theirs, what they expect for future profits, if you pass laws to protect your people of it in any way whatsoever. And you think you've got rights and things and your governments are standing for you. It's your governor signing, signing these things into law on behalf of the corporations. Yet you don't have governments. They're not yours. They're not yours at all. And getting back to Scotland, I did a bit of a laugh there because I often thought that Alex Salmond, it's not the most common name, and especially in Scotland, but uh, supposedly it goes back to the old Norman guys coming in and they'd have it in the French, of course, and they'd have it Son of Solomon, Solomon. And salamand, it's like salmon, like, like the fish as well. But, but, but the vice minister that he's got, the next one, her name is sturgeon, which is a fish. So you've got a salmon and a fish. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, is it just coincidence or what? But I mean, you have to laugh often at what you read, folks. Don't you? You really do. And, and then you find that she's married to a guy who also holds a lot of the reins of the, of the Scottish National Party, Morell. 
Morel, which is really from Moore, apparently, another old, old so-called French-Norman name, or Moore. So it's all in the family. Isn't it amazing that, 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 that wherever you think you're getting something, unless you do your homework and check into who's who and you see the connections between the people that will be running the country, where literally their cousins and their relatives or their husbands or whoever are, are going to be running the purse strings or something like that or some awfully powerful thing and, and personally benefiting from what they'll see as their own private corporation. But the bottom line is the SNP is literally online with uh, the George Bernard Shaw Fabian Society idea of retraining everybody from birth to death. They're really the, the Fabian style. It's not a Scottish thing at all. No, it isn't at all. Scotland's never had much of a chance in anything, really, for an awful long time. And, and even the whole thing of the Union of the Crowns was a bit misleading because the High Court in Edinburgh did not sign anything, apparently. That came out in the 90s from, from London. They'd lied for centuries <laughs> because it was not signed. What happened was that the governors in Edinburgh had actually just gone into permanent recess. They didn't sign it. So, I mean, everything's done by chronology, isn't it? Everything. And now Scotland's just a home for... I read the articles here where folk from all countries in Europe are flooding in to Ireland and Scotland and elsewhere uh, because they're trying to escape the hell that was left from the old Soviet Union and the poverty. And these countries are the ones that are offering welfare. It's Britain. But that was decided a long time ago. For as long as I can remember, Britain's opened the floodgates to uh, an instant welfare and big money and so on. Which is great for the bankers, but I'm the big boys who really run things. Uh, the guys who lend to countries or nations, to governments. Because they live on, on interest from debt, you see. And compound interest is beautiful. It's like, you see, each time the government goes to borrow more money, it's like guaranteeing your power forever. Like the lender's power forever with compound interest. It isn't just, oh, you pay me back and that's it finished. But to get a new deal after that. No, no. This is put on a tab. And the lender is the boss forever. Private, private families. It's a racket. But then your reality is a racket, isn't it? It's the same with following all these wars, one after the other. Who are we fighting today? East Asia or West Asia? 1984. They keep changing it all the time. They keep you confused. And they try to keep you caught up in it, learning all the new names they dish out to you. All you have to remember is the big, the big New American Century project or the project for New American Century, they actually had their own website up, where they listed all the countries they were going to take out in the 90s. Starting with Afghanistan, then Iraq, then blah, 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 all through, which they're pretty well done. That's all you have to remember, folks. You have to remember the statements made, and I've read them on the air too, uh, on live radio shows. Uh, where Brzezinski and, and Kissinger, and Kissinger especially, said his long-term plan for, for uh, that whole area was to, was to keep them in permanent disorder. 
In other words, demolish all their infrastructure, keep them in permanent disorder by financing different groups to fight each other groups, and keep them completely dysfunctional forever. That's what's happening. But you're, you're misled and told, well, another group's joined it, started up, and they're going to start battling me. Ah, uh, I don't even bother following the nonsense. I really don't. I just remember the project for a new American century. And here's a list. And here's what they said they would do. And here's how they'd do it. And here's what they're doing. The rest of it is pretty well irrelevant. Big agendas exist. Read the founders of the, the League of Nations, which was the precursor of the United Nations. The League of Nations morphed into the UN during World War II. And they had the same kind of department set up, the Department of Population and Control, they had it up there too. A Department of Health, where they were going to inoculate everybody across the planet for against everything, supposedly. Top eugenicists were also on board with that. Why would eugenicists be on board? Guys who want to cull a lot of the population that they claim are useless eaters, why would they be sitting on all the health boards? They want to save you and make you healthy. When they want to kill you, doesn't match. It's like putting a hangman with his, or, or the, the, the guy, the executioner with his big axe with his, and his hood on his head, putting him on the board that's going to decide your fate. Like put, sit him down there. Oh, and he says, muffled behind the, the hood, I, I want you to be healthy. Would you believe him? How double-minded are we? Double-think, as Erwell's called it. How stupid are we? We better really think about this honestly and quickly and fast. But don't panic about it. Just start thinking. That's a start. Now remember, folks, you can get a lot of information at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You can also get uh, information from Alan AlanWattsSentinel.eu. And there's transcripts of a lot of talks as well there. You can... You can uh, read this well. Anybody who wants to use that, it'd be nice of you to mention where you got the information from once in a while. It really would be nice. Because if you don't, then you're a symptom of what's wrong with the world today. Where the big boys grab everything. And they don't thank you for anything at all. But we live in a sad system, actually. The system is fake. I mean, the whole system is fake. So-called civilization is not our plan, is it? What they call civilization, and you're taught civilization. We're all crammed into cities to start with. You're crammed in like bugs. And then all kinds of problems arise from being in cities crammed together, just like animals in a cage. They've done so many studies on it. You hit a magic number and all kinds of deviancy and crime breaks out and start eating each other and all these weirdo things and animals and rats and things like that. And people are just the same. They know this at the top. And you know, the world's a big place, but they don't want you living on the land. They call it urban sprawl. Nasty word, negative word, you see. Sprawl. Like a lazy person sprawled over your floor there. Yeah. That's how they use words. Words are awfully important to understand and why they use them in the context that they give them to you.
It can immediately give you an opinion on something before you even get understanding of the topic. Very simple. Professionals run the world. Neuroscientists, behaviorists, psychologists of all kinds, zoologists even, anthropologists, all working for big, big world government and a type of world government where no one... Remember what they said a little while back, a whole bunch of them, nothing will ever be the same again. Even after 9-11 they said that, because all this is to go on a steamroll, a roller coaster from 9-11 onwards, this whole new agenda of ramming so many things through under the guise of terrorism and you name it. Until you, until literally you accept SWAT teams going along with the social workers to grab children. What you do now? Because you see it in the movies. First come the movies, then you accept it when it happens in reality. In the Soviet system, Solzhenitsyn talked about this, and he said that when the NKVD, the precursors of the, the KGB and so on, when they used to come after the, the revolution and so on, and, and they come in the middle of the night or three o'clock in the morning, and they just grab uh, your neighbors, but they'd wake you up. They would grab, initially they would wake up the people under the law at the time, so that the whole street would witness what they were doing, but it was also a straight terror into the people. He said a couple of guys would just drag off their neighbors. He says, but there were many of us and only two of them. He says, that's when we should have grabbed anything handy and beat these two uh, into insensibility. He says, once you start it and allow it to happen, it gets worse. And you're also altered because you will start to accept it as normal. There's nothing happening today that hasn't been learned from long experience in testing in, in, in experimental countries and systems. It's all understood. And then eventually the folk in the Soviet Union says, well, I guess if the state wants them, they must have done something wrong. And that's what we say here now, too. I guess they must have done something wrong. I've said many years ago that the worst thing that can happen and can be done to a person is to have their mind stolen at birth. And it's happened to millions of people with their fake reality, their indoctrinations rammed into them, augmented by constant media repetition and from cartoons onwards, all the indoctrination is all in them, through the movies, all through your adult life, through the media, through their stories through their accounts of what they say is happening in the world and reality. And it's all bogus and well-planned. And there's nothing natural about it. Nothing at all. So remember, folks, help yourself from cuttingthroughmedias.com. Lots of archives there to go through. And you can also help me out by buying the books and discs there too, cuttingthroughmedias.com. And uh, you'll learn a lot. I don't pound you with fear because I'm not there to sell you all kinds of uh, remedies for quack cures or, or something that's going to save your life and, and bankrupt you at the same time. And you help me take along here too. But as I say, it's just astonishing now as I say, just we wait and see this, this big hype you're going to get uh, next week from uh, all the, the big NGOs and their paid uh, followers and so on. 
to stand up for the, the climate change agreements and giving up all your rights and high taxes and all carbon taxes for everything that you purchase, including your little candy bar there. How much energy did it take? How much carbon dioxide did it take to make that, and including the wrapper? And you'll pay taxes. Like, money's going to solve it all, eh? No, money goes to governments and the big corporations that con you folks. If money would cure the world's problems, they would just spray the money from the air. But obviously that wouldn't work. It wouldn't solve anything. It wouldn't fix anything. And those below who thought they'd catch the money, it would help them. Oh no, because it would change the currency before it hit the ground. Wake up, folks. Wake up. Scientific control controls everything, weather, your minds, and so on. It's up to you to regain your mind, because you can't do anything else without it. And it's unique, and it belongs to you. It's your birthright. And you're allowed your own opinions on things, and you're, by your own observations and understandings. Not, not through laws and, and being forced to believe this and forced to believe that, or else. That's not freedom. From Hamish Michelle from Ontario, Canada, is good night to me. Your God or your God's go with you. <laughs>